Welcome to Homicide the Podcast, Homotown Murders. I'm Kevin. And I'm Brandon. And you are listening to our Homotown Murder Yay. Special. <laughs> because if you haven't had enough of us once a week, now you get to listen you get to us, us talk twice a Sometimes week. twice a week. Yeah, sometimes. Um, which is exciting. So this is actually not technically our first Homotown Murder, uh, but it is now. And uh, so um, we're excited to do this one. It was sent in actually by my adopted sister, Brianne. Hey, Brianne. Which, uh, hey girl, which happens to actually be um, from the same town that I killed the rooster in. Birthed. Birthed, Colorado. (laughs) R.I.P. Rooster. Um, (laughs) Anyway, uh, so this will be an interesting one. So I'll read this one. But Brandon's actually been to this town um, several times as well. Uh, it's an interesting place, but um, anyway, sent in by my adopted sister, Brianne, and I'm going to just read this. So just remember, if you have a hometown murder, which we all do, uh, send that into our email, murder at homicidepodcast.com. Basically, you do uh, the research and we read it on... Yeah, we read and react. Read. And so we'll react. see how these go. They should be fun. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I have these little hairs on my microphone that I just... I know, we need to get like a lint. It's from our cat cage. She just has hair everywhere. Anyway. Uh, Okay. Homotown murder. We have Anna here as well. Anna, hello. Hi. (laughs) How are you? Good. Great. (laughs) Ready. 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 Ooh, I feel like I have to be right at the microphone in order to do it. Oh, I just tried to whisper something and it didn't pick up. And it didn't pick pick it up. up. But if we do it, you know, like the the acting whisper where you're on stage and they're like, you're whispering, but actually you're talking fully loud, but you're doing it like this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's always fun. Um, anyway, we should do an episode all like that. But also we should do them in voices like this where we talk sensual, slower. sensual hometown murders. <laughs> <laughs> the way you said murders. Is great. <laughs> Wait, Brandon, didn't somebody just tell us that you do, what was that thing? Oh my gosh, yes. I Okay, so our niece just told us that one of her friends were calling you out, whoever you are, I'm not sure who you are. Yeah, she didn't tell us who um, it was. Said that I have crispy R's. Have you heard of crispy R's? Yes, and you do. <laughs> Does he really? I do. I don't hear it. I didn't notice. What does that mean? It just what means it mean like again? a really, like a strong, a strong I R. I emphasize my R's. <laughs> Yar. My R's. Yar. Yar. Um, R. I need to listen to it more. I don't, uh, I'm just used to your voice, I think. It's like when someone, it's the difference between being like crap and like crap. <laughs> yeah. So say rodeo. Rodeo. Oh, I see it. It's like, uh, he's like, like Trixie Mattel ro- has like a little video where he's talking about crispy R's and he's like, crispy cream. Oh, yeah. He, <laughs> <laughs> he said it was really funny. We watched it because I'm like, I don't know what this is. Yeah. So yeah. thank you. Now I'm going to be thinking about my crispy R's from here on out. So whoever you were, thank you so much. You're welcome. And what about, <laughs> oh, well, it wasn't me. I don't know why I said you're welcome. But um, uh, didn't you used to have a hard time saying asparagus too? Because you said oh, it's I did. So well, I, when, I, <laughs> uh, when I started to speak, I had a really bad speech impediment. I couldn't really say a lot of different letters. Um, and it's really funny because the only person who could understand me was my sister. So growing up, my mom had to be like, Val, what did he just say? <laughs> And it's really funny because if you look at, look at old home like 
uh, videos of us as children, you could hear my mom saying, Val, what did he say? <laughs> <laughs> because I couldn't say anything. So I had to go to the speech pathologist before I was even in like kindergarten. Uh, a what? Speech pathologist. Uh, speech. Shut up. So that's so that <laughs> adds kidding. into my messing up words is because my like I could feel it in my mouth that I want to say something, but mm. it like I'll say things weird. So I remember at one point in high school I got made fun of because I would emphasize the S's and asparagus. So I consciously, anytime I say asparagus, I try not to be too much because they called me gay and I got self-conscious. I think that this is And actually... I think I just was like, asparagus? <laughs> uh, spare. No, I kind of have the S's too. I think most gay men are like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's like this S. There is a documentary though, remember that? Um, about like gay men and their voice. I can't remember what it's called though. But they go, remember. they basically go over like a gay man a gay man's discomfort with how gay they can sound. Is that the one with Neil Patrick Harris? I don't know. I remember some documentary where I can't feel remember. like it was it. like a like a lower budget, I think. One, okay, but it was really good yeah. in general. But cuz I think a lot of gay men go through that cuz there's even times where I'm like, "Uh, don't be so gay." Yeah. And try to butch this shit up, especially when if I'm acting or auditioning for a role that's not a gay man. Yeah. Um, I'm like, oh, right. you know. So now to- I have crispy <laughs> Rs, sassy Ss. You're just Brandon. There you go. It's me. You're Brandon. You're Brandon. welcome. <laughs> All right, let's dive in. I was into trying this. to be funny, but there was only one R in your welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All right, so Homo Town Murder by Brienne. Okay. She says, I was lucky enough to have a stable childhood, geographically anyway, as we did not move around a lot. I will save the emotional turmoil for another email. <laughs> and if we've already dived into my experience as an adopted boy, this was my adopted sister, who this was her biological parents that I was adopted into their family. I'm sorry, Brian. We've heard of some <laughs> stories from me. She had it rough too. So um, at some point, I mean, I think that uh, prior to adoption, I... Um, And prior to like everything that happened, it was actually, I think, pretty great. Um, And I will tell you, as much as I kind of shit on my adopted mom, because I, you know, she's not my favorite human at this point in my life. I really did love her at one point. Like when I met her, she was just... I mean, she did show you love to a degree. She did, yeah. And there was a a time in our life um, where she was like awesome and incredible and took a chance on me. So I'll always be thankful for that. Yes. (laughs) But... um, at this point, I wish she would have left me in foster care. <laughs> 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 uh, um, but that, that <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, the year that I got adopted, though, was an incredible year. Yeah. Like it was, I think it actually helped to shape who I am as a human now. Oh, probably. Because I got to see some stability and love for a little bit of my life, which I thought was great. So anyway, but this is her biological uh, parents, uh, so uh, my adopted sister Brianne, and we were we were the same age for like two months, um, and she so she's a little bit older than me. But anyway, <clears throat> let me read through this. I was lucky enough to have a stable childhood geographically, anyway, as we did not move around a lot. I will save the emotional turmoil for another email. As a result, there are a couple cities I believe I could consider my hometown. That being said. It is the small hick town of Berthoud, Colorado. <laughs> I love that you called it a hick town because I, too. I grew up in a very, very small town as well in Connecticut. Yeah. And Kevin and I have tried to compare our towns to say who's the smallest one. Yeah. And I love that you called it a hick town because Berthoud is actually like not that tiny. It's not, but comparatively with the, the other towns other in Colorado, that geographic yes. location, it is yes, quite small. It is. Yeah. It is. Um, but we can, let's compare them though. Um, cause Berthoud has like a main street. There's a high school. We have two elementary schools and a middle school. 
Um, but it was pretty big. But my graduating class of high school was like 130, I think. Yeah. Or something, which is actually still significant. Yeah, it is. Um, but it, there was one grocery store, you know. See, we, we had, just had a small, tiny grocery store. So did we. Hayes Market is what I think it, I think it's what it's called. Um, and then we had an A&W, uh, which was delicious. Uh, we've stopped there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then... Yeah, there's not, there's like one bank. Yeah. It's not, it's I mean, not but a lot, you but have like the downtown area where mm-hmm. like Main Street like where there's like coffee strip. shops and these little things. Well, Our now, Main Street had just like abandoned buildings and well, yeah. a Dunkin' Donuts and a McDonald's. That's all we, well, we did not have a Dunkin' or McDonald's. So, okay, we're not doing this. I already won the Hicktown <laughs> <right>. conversation. Anyway. <laughs> all right. Uh, okay. That being said, it is the small Hicktown of Bertha, Colorado, where I attended both junior and high school and is where I feel I did the majority of my growing up. Totally agree. So in Colorado, when you say you are from Bertha, most people immediately think of an absolutely terrifying mountain pass just outside of the Winter Park Ski Resort, Bertha Pass, which is not Bertha, Colorado. <laughs> so she's right, though. Whenever you say, oh, I, yeah, I grew up in Bertha, people are like, what? Bertha Pass? And you're like, oh, my God. No, it is a town between Longmont and Loveland, Colorado, not too far from Fort Collins. So, and and, and that's northern Colorado for people northern who don't Colorado, know. Yeah, it's like right at the foot. Well, there's a big highway that stretches um, actually outside of Colorado, but it's I-25, which goes north-south, and then there's I-70, which goes you know east-west, um, and, and they're both very large interstates. Um, we were not. We were like at the foothills, not too far from I-25 by Carter Lake. Um, and again, in between, yeah, Loveland, Longmont. So anyway, um, thank goodness for me, she says, in my absolute fear of heights, the town of, I don't know that I knew that. <laughs> I don't know that I knew she was afraid of heights. Well, the more hmm. you know. Look at that. I learned something about you, Brianne. All right. <laughs> the town of Berthoud is actually located about 30 miles north of Denver and has an overwhelming population of just over 5,000 people when I graduated from Berthoud High School back in the early 2000s. So she graduated in 2003, I graduated in 2004 from Berthoud High School. So this quaint and small town was rocked to its core on June 9th of 2006 when Ashley Doolittle, who had just graduated from Berthoud High School and celebrated her 18th birthday, did not return home as expected. Oh my God, I love her storytelling so far. Too I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to have her on, the ep- on an episode We one do day. need to. Um, Family members found her seemingly abandoned car at Lon Hagler Reservoir. I don't even know where that is. Uh, where they, oh, that's actually, I think, up by Carter Lake. Um, where they knew she had gone to meet her ex-boyfriend, Tanner Flores. Ashley and Tanner had been dating for a year when Ashley decided to end their relationship, leaving Flores reportedly distraught up to their ill-fated meeting that evening. Not knowing where their son may be and concerned with his well-being as well, Flores' grandmother called a neighbor in Colbrand, Colorado, don't know where that is, who she knew uh, to own property next to that of Flores' deceased great-grandfather. The neighbor reported seeing Flores, uh, Flores' white Dodge truck at the family property, and this information was quickly passed along to police. Speaking of police. Right. Do you hear that? It's very ominous. That was edited in by me. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> it's always so ominous to like hear that as it you're is. reading a, a murder. <laughs> We're literally in our apartment on the Upper West Side of New York City, so that is why you just hear all these sorts of lovely <laughs> New York sounds. Um, but this story is far from New York. Okay. So, <clears throat> where were we? 
the neighbor reported seeing Flores' white Dodge truck at the family property, and this information was quickly passed to the police, as I said. So police and SWAT quickly responded to the property where they found Flores walking back and forth between the property home and his truck. SWAT swarmed the property, making the gruesome discovery of Ashley Doolittle, who had been shot three times in the back of the head, inside the white Dodge truck, and uh, took Flores into custody. In the back of the head, so meaning he, she wasn't even facing him. Yeah. Fucking dick. So a fucked up way to kill someone. I do remember this on the news, face, by you. the way. Um, you know, because if you're from Bertha, <laughs> everyone's still, we're very connected. And I'm like one of a handful that left. Yeah. A lot of people stayed. Um, so during his interview, Flores initially told police Ashley had been accidentally shot twice as he tried to wrestle the gun away from her after she grabbed the gun from him. Uh, or sorry, after she grabbed the gun from the back seat of his truck and pointed it at her own head. All right. After then, um, uh, he stated that he had shot her a third time to end her suffering. <laughs> okay. Not let me call the like nine one one. Holy now. shit! What just happened? Yeah. Okay. Um, she's not a horse, right? I know, right? Like, I literally just thought like she's not a dog. Like yeah. she's Jesus. You don't just. And they're barely eighteen. This is why kids shouldn't have access to guns or be shown. Anyway, uh, being challenged on his version of events, Flores quickly admitted that he, in fact, had grabbed the gun and shot Ashley, Ashley twice in the back of the head as she looked out his passenger window after glaring at him during their conversation. Then, when she did not die instantly as he had assumed she would, he shot her again. What? It was later discovered that Flores took the single-action revolver she puts in quotes, think old Western revolver type gun where you have to cock the weapon prior to each shot. Wow. Used in the shooting from his father's locked gun cabinet the morning of the murder. So he took the gun from his yeah. dad's. Yeah. Uh, cell phone records showed a message from Ashley's phone to Flora stating, uh, and to quote her, I am not meeting you today, which investigators believed was sent by Flores himself shortly after Ashley's death in an effort to start covering his tracks. <laughs> Flores eventually uh. pled not guilty to the murder of Ashley, but was eventually found guilty of her kidnapping and murder in 2017. He reserved a life in prison plus an additional 32 years for his heinous crimes. That's horrible. It is horrible. Um, Okay, in an effort to end this horrendous story on a not-so-grave note, I thought I would, uh, Brianne says, I thought it would be best to uh, conclude this story by highlighting Ashley. Oh, I love that. I love that, too. So Ashley was born and raised in Colorado, growing up in Lafayette. Um, Lafayette is a town that's right off of 36, um, which uh, 36 is a highway that basically spans from Bertha, or Bertha, Jesus, from Denver to Boulder. Uh, it is a very intense highway. Uh, but Lafayette is actually a really, really cute town. But I do, I do think that they had like a whole bunch of fires last year. Did it have that happen in Lafayette? I think so. Anyway, um, so she grew up in Lafayette, but then moved to Loveland, which if you remember, Loveland was the town right after Berthoud on the way to Fort Collins. So her mother described Ashley as happy, funny, kind, humble, hardworking, and full of life. Someone who saw the good in everybody and loved everything horses and the Western way of life, which is so Berthoud. So Ashley was a very accomplished writer and has won many championships while participating in the Boulder County 4-H program, which is what I did, uh, and had, oh no, I did Larimer County, uh, 4-H program. Anybody do 4-H? Did you guys do 4-H at all? No. No? From Texas? No? No, I don't think you knew about 4-H. I knew about 4-H. Oh, you did? There was 4-H in Connecticut. Oh, okay. I just didn't. I think there's another yeah, program. Yeah, I just didn't do it. Like a merit. I don't know. I think there's some other programs. There's, like I think a, there's a couple of. Yeah. Like that. 
Um, all right, so she uh, won many championships while participating in the Boulder County 4-H program and had been named the 2016 Boulder County Fair and Rodeo Lady-in-Waiting. So after her graduation from Berthet High School in 2016, Ashley was beyond excited to continue her education at CSU, Colorado State University, in Fort Collins, where she had been accepted into the Agricultural Business Program. Uh, this journey would have allowed her to grow her love uh, of agriculture, which she had already been nurturing after being involved with FFA, Future Farmers of America, that's what I was thinking, at Berthet High School and helping to found the Thompson FFA chapter. Um, and uh, our, our school district was, was Thompson. Anyway, uh, it seems only right to end my telling of this terrible tragedy with the note that after Ashley was so wickedly taken from this world, that she would be posthumous. I never say this word right. Posthumously. Mm. I think just posthumously, but I might be wrong. Posthumously. 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 Posthumously, I think it's right. Oh my God, did I do it? Yeah. <laughs> I did it. Wow. <laughs> um, crowned queen for the 2017 Boulder County Fair and Rodeo. So they mm. crowned her queen that next following year. So recognized and remembered by the community and life she loved so much. It's so sad. So, um, it is worth noting that Berthet had zero murders from 2006 to 2013, which is interesting because, uh, okay, yeah, huh. What about prior to that? Because I don't remember anything prior to that either, which is when I lived, when I was in high school and middle school. Yeah, I'm sure there was, but you were yeah. also so young that how would you know? Yeah, like how would I have known? Well, just because everybody knew everybody. Yeah. Like it was, like we had one, ki well, two kids die while I was in high school from a car wreck because they went and got drunk at lunch. Um and drove back to school and like hit a ditch and flew into a truck and it was awful. Three kids in there, two of them died. And that was like in 2002 or three or something like that. That yeah. was a big deal, but they were also student. Like I was in class with them. Yeah. So, so. but um, anyway, Brienne writes, FYI, as this occurred after I had graduated and moved away, I knew about this tragedy. However, I was not too familiar with the details. She said, as a result, and to give credit where credit is due, I gathered my information from citydata.com, biggestuscities.com, and articles from CBS written by Dylan Thomas, the Denver Post, which pulled from the Loveland Reporter Herald, and the Coloradan written by Casa, who, Niedringus, Niedringhaus, I don't know. Most importantly, I obtained the information from the Ashley Doolittle Foundation website, which I highly recommend everyone to visit to learn about and support, if able, their fantastic cause, advocating for the prevention of and bringing awareness to domestic violence. Oh, I love that. Which I think is fantastic. So Ashley Doodle Foundation. Um, and that's the story. How crazy. Sent in by like, Brienne of her hometown murder. Like, one, killing somebody is awful. Yeah. But shooting them in the back of the head where they, it's more unexpected. I mean, granted, killing anybody is awful anyways, yeah. but shooting her in the back of the head is like, fuck you. But it was also already planned. If he oh, yeah. got the gun from his dad's... Oh, yeah, he knew he was going to do that. He knew he was going to fucking kill her, which yeah. is like, just let her fuck you. And then trying go. to hide it, like, yeah. just admit to it. At that point, just admit to it. You're you're not going to get away with it. No, well, even like sending a text to him from her phone, like, you were at your... Yeah, you're on your property. It's like, like what you said. One point that it's like what you said. One one episode. It's not premeditated. It's postmeditated, <laughs> pre and post. Yeah, uh, which is fucked up. Yeah, I, I do remember um, this happening, but something happened not too long after that. I thought it was the same case, but um, some kid um, did something and then died by suicide in our high school, too. Like in the auditorium, I think, um, which is horrible. So there's been some weird shit. That yeah, there's happened. a lot. Yeah. And I don't. I 
and it's and it's kind of funny because for me, like I don't even know any murders that happen in Terryville, Connecticut, but I'm sure there have been. Yeah, I mean, I will say, Berthoud was a really great place to grow up. Um, even like even going through all the things that that we went through in our home life. Um, I still have friends. Yeah, from you high still talk now. to a lot of people from high tight. school, and I'm like, I yeah. don't talk to anyone. Like we're planning our twenty. Oh my god, oh, we're planning our twenty <laughs> year reunion right now. Um, that's supposed to happen like in May or June of next year, 2024, because I graduated in 2004. Um, and yeah, we're a couple of us are are planning it for our whole class, and we have a whole group and on Facebook that, which I think is probably common at this point. But Facebook was not a thing when I graduated high school. Social media was definitely not. I barely had a cell phone that didn't text. Like it was a very different world than friends. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it was a cool town. I mean, it was like, it was very country, which I actually did like. I didn't like the farm life. Uh, wasn't yeah, but my sure. favorite, but you're a slightly I'm a country little... boy kind of at heart. I love my yeah, cowboy truck and country music and being a man <laughs> sometimes. Uh, yeah. So, but it was a, it was a cool place. It was a pretty good community. I think back in the day before the Trumps and all this bullshit that we're kind of going through now, people were pretty, it was a conservative town. Cause I, like I grew up that way and I grew up Republican really. Cause that was how I even voted the first time I voted. Um, but it was different then. Yeah. And, uh, it was just a cool, I don't know. It was cool to grow up there. Yeah. I was a weird kid though. I was like half punk, half country. <laughs> Half theater. It was really fucking weird. Well, I'm glad you didn't get murdered there. Yeah, me too. I'm glad that I never met this Flores character. Um, but uh, yeah, sad, sad shit. But uh, yeah, Homotown Murder from Brienne. Thank you for sending yeah, that thank in. Thank you, Brienne. That's uh, awesome. And that's just a short little sweet little yeah. little tidbit episode yeah. for And again, you. if you have your own Homotown Murder that you want to send in, just write up a little synopsis and send it over and we'll, yeah, we'll read we'll it just like we did this Talk one. it to you. Talk, talk it to you. <laughs> yes. We're gonna talk it to We're you. We're gonna talk it right to you. Um, any closing um, arguments from either side here? Arguments, Anna. Um, not really an argument. Just <laughs> um, domestic violence is like yeah. the main murder, yeah. like run of the mill murder that you're gonna see, and it's yeah. really like I was I was looking at murders for my hometown, mm-hmm. and I was like, damn, all of these are domestic violence. Yeah, which is. Just, which is no joking matter. No, right? not we always at all. say murder is not funny. We just kind of are. Um, but yeah, domestic violence is no joke. I mean, that is, and it's primarily, I would say almost always, uh, men attacking women. Yeah. And it's well, just there like, was, there, I don't remember what the stat was, but it was like in 2020, one of the most Googled questions was like, how to kill your wife. What the fuck? Yeah, well, everybody's just trapped at home, not doing anything, going yeah. crazy. I mean, even the domestic violence cases that came out of 2020 were Yeah, they were a lot. A lot. Yeah. Um, God, even just a, the, I, I would love to look up like the ratio of divorce, even from 2020, because oh, people yeah, I'm had sure to it was stay. Huge. We were lucky mm-hmm. that we just loved being around each other all the time. Um, yeah. That, yeah, I just didn't, <laughs> it was enjoyable. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, not going through COVID or any of that shit, but being um resetting and being alone I yeah think was actually but um yeah domestic violence is uh, is awful and think about this these guys were 18 yeah it doesn't the age does not matter no it doesn't and and i would even um you know think about like how many high school relationships are built in that kind of stuff too because oh boys are not this actually reminds me yeah maybe i should do this for a homotown murder <gasps> um but 
the restaurant that I worked at in 2020, because I, I went to NYU and then I moved home during COVID and my parents were like, get, get a job. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't matter that there's a pandemic. You got to go get a job. So I was waiting tables at this restaurant. And I remember when I moved back to New York city, um, my manager was like, be careful. And I was like, oh, COVID, you know, like, I'm not going to be going out that much, blah, blah, blah. Because I thought he was talking about COVID, but he was like, no, I mean, like, the crime in New York City. It's horrible. And I was like, okay, the crime here is just as bad. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, it's just a bigger city. Yeah. And then literally, like, two weeks after I moved, somebody, one of the employees got shot in the parking lot of that restaurant that I worked at. And it was a domestic violence situation. Oh, my gosh. It was like a, a, a jealous ex And this boyfriend. was in Texas, right? Yeah. Yeah. In the middle of the day. What the fuck? Yeah. I Here's the thing. I have always been an advocate of, if you don't want to be with me, all good. Right. Leave. I will move on. Right. right. Like, like nobody not... has to die because you, you are insecure about yourself and you feel like no. you must end their life because of yeah. them not wanting to be with you. Here's some relationship advice in general. This is something that I, when Brandon and I started dating, um, that I said, and it was cause it was, I had experienced it in my past and I just did not want to live this way in general. But, um, I was like, okay, there's somebody, somebody's always going to be hotter. Somebody's always going to be better, more cool, more smart, whatever the case would be. And I was like, but you're choosing to be with me. So if you, if you see somebody that's like that or whatever, let's talk about it. I'm like, we can look at people and be like, wow, they're very attractive or look at that ass, you know, like whatever it could be. We can celebrate the attraction of people in general. Yeah. And so don't hide it. Right. Yeah. Let's not do that. Um, but then I was also like, but if you ever are like, man, I want to be with that human more, just tell me. Yeah. And we'll, we'll break it off. It's all good. Yeah. Um, I don't want us to be in any sort of weird whatever. So I think that because we've always been fully transparent, that's probably what aided in our deeper oh, I agree. connection, I think, in general. Because I was like, we're not going to play these fucking games. So yeah. we'll be walking down the street. And it's gray sweatpants season. And we're like, wow, that dude's got a big dick. And then we'll laugh about it. And we're both like, Woo, okay. And then we move on. Um, so no one's like secretly saying something inside of their head like, oh, man, I wish I could suck that dick or whatever. Right. Like, like just right. say it out loud. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and so relationship advice, just full yeah. transparency. And that's, don't be weird about it. Yeah, but that's easier for us to say as gay men for than a straight man who is yeah. insecure about himself. True. And having any kind of jealousy like it's yeah, I guess hard it's so i mean if you're in an array advice. if you're in a relationship that's abusive get out of it get out like, there's a lot of resources somebody yeah um that it's out there to help and assist um and nobody believe, is worth the, your own life no but also believe what people tell you who they are when they show you who they are believe them mm-hmm. move on yeah yeah because people don't typically change no um unless they work really hard at doing it but they have to first admit their issues um, and men are aggressive and possessive. And yeah, if a man ever hits you in any way, like leave immediately. Yeah, don't agree. wait for it to get worse. Yeah. No. And don't hope for something to be different because it's unlikely. No. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but that's scary and it's shitty and it clearly happens at, um, any age, like, like barely 18. Any age in any place. High school. What? Yeah. Oh, this poor girl, Ashley Doolittle. I love her last name. Um, yeah. Mm. Anyway, a birth at Colorado. That's that. So, Brianne, thank you for sending sending in yes. your hometown murder. I know that you're from a couple places, so you should maybe look at uh, Littleton, Colorado. 
Um, but also, I think she was born in like Reno, Nevada, which I'm sure has some shady oh, shit. Oh, I'm sure it has plenty so. of sketchy murders in Reno. Yeah. Uh, anyway, thanks, guys. Yeah. It's a good Thank time. You. That's it.